We're learning the Sicha on Asara Betevis in Chelek Tezvav on page 412. The Shir today is being learned, Lilinishmas, Rab Yesuf bin Yamin, Ben Ramanasha Kaltman. Asara Betevis is Chal Alamal Besmichis the Shabbos Parshis Vayigash. The fast of Asara Betevis, which is the day that Yudishalayim was placed on the siege, is a fast that always falls out in the time near the Shabbos of Parshis Vayigash. Since, as the Shalom HaKadosh writes, that the week and the Parsha that you read that week, whatever Yontif or event falls out in that week, is connected to the Parsha of that week. Is move on as to the So it's understood that the fast day of Asad Betevis is connected to Parshas Vayigash. Now we can add to this and say, Since Asar Betevis is the first and it's the source that caused all the other negative events, the tragedies that happened that led finally to the Chorban Vesa Mikdash. So it all begins with Asar Betevis. As we be brought later in Sifta Zayin, this is why there's a special stringency in this fast. Is the Shaykhist between Pashas Vayigash and Asar Betevis so the connection of the Pasha with Hasar Betevis is nitno mitzad than pratis digemiyim from Tzema City. It's not only with the fast of this fast, which in the Lashon of the Pasuk is called the fast of the 10th month, which is Tevis, but noreich mitzad the minyan haklali from the Dal Tzemes. But there's a connection in the Pasha to the general union of all the fasts, which Hasar Betevis is the beginning and source of all of them. An additional point, on a yais as the mechuvim v'tachlis from the Dal Tzemes of the Inyani Achorben, now, since the purpose and the goal of all of the fasts and all matters that are related to the destruction of the Beis Mikdash is that it will lead eventually to the rebuilding of the third Beis Mikdash, and all these fasts will be nullified and will become days of a yomtiv. So we can also say, as the Shaykhist's vision, Pashas Vayigash and the Dalat Tzemes, the connection of the Parsha, Parshas Vayigash, and the four fasts is Be'ikir in the Mechuvin from the Tzemes. It's primarily the connection is in the real purpose of all these fasts, Vidyitzemes, Velanzayin, Lasset Lavai. How these fasts are going to be and what they're going to turn into when Mashiach comes, that'll be on Tzemes. So here, going forward, in the Sikhe, the Rebbe will explain from the Parsha and then primarily bring from the Lashon of the Rambam regarding this subject where we see what's going to be with all these days of fasts, loss of lavai, and where we see the connection to the Pasha. So first with the Pasha. The Teichel from Pasha's Vayigash is ongedated by the Yed Sedre in Yenomen Vayigash, the Agashif in Yehuda Yosef. So the content of this Pasha, as indicated in its name, like every Pasha, Vayigash is where Yehuda comes near Yosef. Was the Far is the Avteire from the Sedre, was Avteires, Zeremen Yonashal Parsha, and therefore also the Avteire, which every Avteire is from the same subject of the Parsha, Vegedem Ichud from Yehuda, on Yosef, was Vedzain Lassad Lave. It also speaks about the union between Yehuda and Yosef, which will be when Mashiach comes. As they will veren laachadim, they will be one. Was Dasa Zalderech, Hagashas Yudul Yosef. Similar to Yehuda coming near, coming close to Yosef. That's one general theme of the Parsha and Avtaira. Noch an akudah benegeda agoshef in Yehuda v'yosef was verta rezgebracht in Avtaira. Another point about becoming close and the union between Yehuda and Yosef, which is expressed in the Avtaira. Hagam Yehuda v'yosef v'on zayn lachodim kanal. Even though, yes, it says when Mashiach comes, Yehuda and Yosef will both be one. Von deswegen, nevertheless, that Yehuda haben a mailah of Yosef. Yehuda will still have an advantage and be on a higher level than Yosef. And therefore, as it says in the Avteire, David, being the descendant of Yehuda, will be the one that will be the leader over them, including Yosef. These two points which will be when Mashiach comes, which are the Ichud from Yehuda and Yosef, on one hand the union between Yehuda and Yosef, and as Yehuda is the Ike, and at the same time that Yehuda is higher and is, is more important than Yosef, and he's the leader over Yosef, we also find this reflected in the fast days, the way they will be when Mashiach comes. 
Wie der Rambam bringt in Seif Hulches Tainius, der Yiu, der der Rambam brings in der End of Hulches Tainius, der Promise und der Nevoah, als die Jumais am Mashiach, weil die Zeimis in Sapach werden, und Beis Yehuda, that these fast days will be transformed for Beis Yehuda, as L'Sassen, or L'Simche, days of joy and gladness, or L'Mayedim Teivim, and days of a Yomtev, and V'Ha'emes, V'Ha'Sholem, Ehegel, and the truth and peace will be loved. Which means, what we see here hinted in what the way the Rambam describes this, the Pasik that he brings, Hagam Sevedzayim V'Ha'emes, Ha'Sholem, Ehegel, on one hand the Rambam concludes with a Pasik about the truth and peace which will be loved, which is Aninyu Funesachtos, that is the idea of union, the oneness between Yehuda and Yosef, on the other hand, the Pasik does single out amongst all Yidin, base Yehuda, the power of, the, the, of Yehuda, of Shevet Yehuda, and of Yehuda over Klal Yisrael. As will be explained in Sif Dalet and later in the Sikh and Sif Yudbeis about what's significant about pointing out Dafke Yehuda here. On that Indian, and this subject here, was in the Hepech HaTzemis La'asad Lavei, Telt Penais Beis Yehuda, the fact that in the, when it comes to the transformation of the fast days when Mashiach comes, we single out Beis Yehuda out of all the Klal Yisrael. This is also uniquely connected to the fast day in the 10th month, Asar Betevis, as we explained in Sif Yitzayin of the Sikha. Okay, so as you see over here, we have a lot in store, all the way up to Sif Yitzayin, explaining what the transformation of the fast days includes in it, various different levels and degrees to this. And ultimately, the Rebbe will explain how all of this is expressed to the greatest degree in the transformation of Asar Betavis. So let's begin. The Rebbe here will go through very, very in detail and analyze the words of the Rambam that was just quoted here in the end of Hilchus Tainus. We'll understand all of this by first explaining the words of the Rambam in the end of Hilchus Tainus. And this is the full quote of the Rambam. All of the fast days mentioned here will be nullified in the days when Mashiach comes. And not only this, in the future, they're going to be days of a yomtev, days of joy. As the Pasuk says, these are the fast days related to the Churban Mabais, Tzayim Revi being Shivasa Batamus, Tzayim Hamishi being Teshabov, and then Tzayim Hashvi being Tzayim Gedalia, and Tzayim Asiri as mentioned, Asar Betavis. All of these fast days, Yiyu Lebeis Yehuda, Lesasana, Lesimcha, will be for Beis Yehuda, days of joy, Ulamayadim Tevim and Ayamtev, Ha'emes, Ha'asholam Ehevu, and love, and uh, or rather truth and peace will be loved. That's the full quote of the end of the Ramah Hilchas Tainus. The Rambam is taking this from what it says also in Tesefta, at the conclusion of Masechta Tainus. Abedart is the Loshen, however, there, the Loshen of the Tesefta is not exactly the same as the Loshen of the Rambam. In Tesefta it says, These days here, the fast days, Asidin liyais yomim teivim liyisrael, are going to be days of Yom Tov for Yidin. Shenema Kaya Mashem Tzayim Revi. The guy many quotes to the pasuk of Tzayim Revi as the Rambam quotes. Okay, but the Rambam here, as you can see, changes, adds to what it says in the Tzefta. Now from Fashtein. So the question here is Aleph number one. Havas is the Rambam mechalik their minion in Svei Bavis. Why does the Rambam divide the transformation of the fast days when Mashiach comes into two different stanzas, two different points here? Aleph. One point is that all the fast days will be nullified. And then Beis, the Rambam has like a new point, and not only this, an additional point, that will be days of a Yomtev. The Rambam doesn't simply say, short as it says it in the Tesefta, including it all in one, that the fast days when Mashiach come will be days, good days, Yomtev. But this main pederich memela as yitzayim as well in bottle vatan, which is included, it's self understood that that means that the fast of these days will be nullified. Why does the Rambam divide it into two? Beis, another question here is for vos is a mashmit avot asidin liyus yam toivim chululi yisrael. Why does the Rambam omit the word that it says in Tisefta that these will be yam toivim for yidden? For shteitn Tisefta, as it says in Tisefta. 
Chayre is the Yisafa Mechrachas. Now, at first glance, to add that word, Li Yisrael, is a necessary word here. Baal doesn't pasuk v'alachah bring tashteit lebeis Yehuda l'sasan gaimer. In the pasuk it says that this will be a day of joy for beis Yehuda, and the reason why in the pasuk it says beis Yehuda, while the pasuk ipshutay ret vegan demzman from beis sheni, because the pasuk in its simple meaning is speaking about the time period of the second beis hamikdash was damold is nachaseres hashvatim leishava. The ten shvatim did not return from their galus. So therefore, it's necessary to clarify an adir, that then, in the times of uh, when Mashiach comes, so these fast days will be completely nullified, and it will be a joy and a day of yon tefoyin, including the Aseres HaShvatim that will return as well. So why doesn't the Rambam add that clarification, Yisrael? Gimel, the third question here is, What is the why does the Rambam bring the conclusion of the Pasik of Emes Vashalom Ahevah, which is not quoted in Tesefta? I mean, in Tesefta it says Vigaymer, I didn't see it inside, but the Rambam here, maybe this is the question both on the Rambam and the Tesefta, why the conclusion where the Rambam clearly brings the Pasik of Emes Vashalom Ahevah, why is this last few words relevant for the point of the transformation of the fasts? So, first, the Rebbe answers part of these questions as follows Vishleima Azitzvei let the Kushis. The last two questions, why the Rambam omits the word Yisrael, but he does write these three words of these two questions answer each other. To make clear that these Yom Yom will be for all the Yisrael, even though in the Pasuk it only says about Beis Yehuda, so the Rambam quotes the end of these words of Ha'emes HaShalom so what this end of the Pasuk proves is, since when Mashiach comes, there'll be peace. That that includes that there'll be peace amongst all Yidin between Yehuda and Yosef. As mentioned before, that's the meaning of these words here. The main point here is the Shalom that will be with all Yidin. So the joy that the Pasuk says that there will be by Yehuda will include all Yidin. Including the ten Shvatim. That's understood. So the Rambam doesn't have to say Yisrael because he quotes the end of the Pasuk Va'emes Vashalom Ahevo. As Leibtob and it move on, however, what's not understood here is Havasus does the Rambam Meramis Durech Maitik Zayn Diverta Va'emes Vashalom Ahevo. Why does the Rambam hint this by bringing the end of the Pasuk Va'emes Vashalom Ahevo? Zoknit Beferish V'yim Teisefta As the tag V'onzayin Yomim Toivim L'Yisrael and doesn't clearly say that it will be Yomim Toivim for Yidin. And he leaves it in the way the Pasik says it, that it will be on the for base Yehuda. And Vamis Vashalom Ahevuk then comes to add, to hint this idea that it will also include base Yisrael. But it seems like that the source of the Yom Tif primarily does come from base Yehuda. Why is that so? This is the Rambam. Now, let's compare what it says in the Rambam to the way this concept is brought in the Torah. Noch Kemefregen, additionally, can be asked, Oichen Tor, Seifel Chestainis, so the Torah brings the same content, the same idea regarding the fast when Mashiach comes. Not in Torah is the Lashon. However, the Torah says a different thing, a different language here. When Mashiach comes, the Ebesha will transform these days to joy. As the Pasuk says, and the Torah quotes a different Pasuk, I will transform the morning into joy, I will console them, and I will bring them joy from, their, uh, from the times when they were crying and, uh, and, uh, and mourning. That's the Pasuk that the Torah brings. Isn't it move on? So the question over here is, Why does the Rambam quote the Pasuk of Zechariah where it says, that it will be l'sasen or l'simcha? That Pasik in its simple meaning, is not talking about Lassad Lavai. It's talking about the time period of Bayesheni. And in that Pasik it speaks just about Beis Yehuda. While the Rambam could quote this Pasik that the Torah brings, 
And this is a Pasuk which in its simple meaning is speaking about the time when Mashiach comes, Lasad Lavai. So this would be seemingly a more appropriate source of, of the Pasuk to quote here regarding the transformation of the fasts when Mashiach comes. The two differences that we see here between the Rambam and the Tor Aleph and Rambam Zenadot Svei Bavis in Tor Eim Bava. The Rambam brings this subject in two points and the Tor just says one point. And Bay is the second thing, as just pointed out, and Rambam brings that the Pasik Koyama Goyme Tsayim Goyme Yia Goyme Lasasan Goyme. Rambam brings the Pasik of Scharia and Nintur the Pasik Va Fahti Goyme. Zenantali these two differences between the Tur and the Rambam are dependent one on the other, Kidla Kaman, as will be explained here. So here the Rebbe will get into a lengthy discussion to understand the various different points and stages in the transformation of the fast when Mashiach comes. And that will then bring us back to the understanding of the, the Pasik that the Tor brings and the Pasik that the Rambam brings. Let's understand the difference in the content of the meaning of these two psukim mentioned. One is Yiyeh, so the emphasis here is on the word Yiyeh, that the fast days will be days of joy. And then, in the Pasuk that the Torah quotes from Yirmiyeh, there it uses a different expression that says, that there'll be a transformation. What is the difference between these two expressions? So, as far as the fast days when Mashiach comes, in the Shinui, in the Tzaymis, love it. The change that will be with the fast days when Mashiach comes in a Faran, Drai, in Yonim. There are three different aspects to this change. Aleph, the first point is, the Tzaymis, Vilam, Botelveren. These fast days will be nullified. The haste. And what this means is, Vibal, Das Demult, Vazayin, Amatsuf, and Yeshalem. Since then, it'll be a time period when there'll be peace. This is the expression the Gemara uses regarding these fast days, when it's a time of peace. So then, in such a time period, so the obligation to fast will be nullified because there's peace in the world. As the Psak that in a time when there's peace, then you don't fast. That's the first point, that the fast will be nullified. The second point is, not only will there not be days of fast, Rather, there'll also be days of a Yom Tif and a day, days of joy. Now, why is this so? So, the very fact that you leave such a time period in such a condition where there's decrees of the government against Yidin and there's a time where there's no peace and that's the cause for the, for the sadness and it's the cause for the fast, the very fact that you leave such a kind of situation. And now, when Mashiach comes, we're in a time where there's peace and it's, it's, it's joy, and, or, or rather, there's no reason to fast. That itself is, uh, it inspires and awakens that this, should be, this is a time of joy, the fact that we got rid of this situation and this time of sadness. That's the second point. Yeah, so this is the second point, that it will be days of joy. However, the days of joy here is not really a completely new point. This is an automatic outcome of the fact that the days of sadness and the days of fasting are over. Gimel, then though, there's a third point, and this is a new idea. Not only these days will not be days of fast, rather there'll be days of a Yom Tev, nor Nochmer, furthermore, the Indian Hatsayim Gufe, the very uh, suffering itself, which is the reason for the fast, the sadness, and the very source of this uh, uh, suffering and the fast itself, that will be transformed. The negativity, the tragedy itself will be transformed into a reason and a cause for celebration and joy. That's a completely new concept, a big chiddish. And this is like what it says, also the enough to be we will thank the Eibishter for all of the suffering that happened at the time of Golos. When Mashiach comes, we'll see what really was behind all of the suffering. What was the, the real good inside all of the suffering? And therefore then we will have the ability to thank the Eibishter for the very suffering itself. That's a new idea, a transformation of the very suffering itself to become a source of joy and celebration. Those are the three points and the transformation of the fast when Mashiach comes. Now, these 
three points about the fast day is related to the Aveda Vayid. And what's the reason for this? Tainus is Midarki at As the Rambam says in the beginning of Hilchus uh, Tainus, that fasting is one of the ways of Tshuva. So we can also find regarding Tshuva, and specifically a Tshuva that is a result of a love, an intense love a Yid has for the Ebishter, and that brings him to do Tshuva. So we find regarding this Tshuva, an example, the three stages here that we see in the fast and the transformation of the fast into becoming a time that's good, also when it comes to Tshuva, returning from a place that was bad to coming to reconnect to Hashem. Aleph, the first point is, When a person does a full tshuva with love, so then it completely uproots the Aveda from its root. The Aveda is very bottle. All the Aveda become completely nullified, similar to the fast days becoming totally nullified. Bay is the second point. One that does tshuva out of love. So what does this love bring out in him? How is this tshuva expressed? He will come and he'll have the motivation and the excitement to add more good deeds, more positive things in that area where the Aveda was done. So So therefore through this tshuva, not only does he nullify the sin and the effect of the sin, Rather, this tshuva brings him to even add and increase more in this area where the Savera was. That's similar to the second point, where this, the very fact that a person leaves this negative place it in itself becomes a reason for celebration now, where he's ready to add more and increase more in this area. Gimel, the third point there is, through a tshuva that comes with love, the very sins itself, premeditated sins, are then transformed into becoming merits. Which means, besides the fact that through the tshuva, the person now gets involved in his, in his excitement of doing other good deeds and mitzvahs and more merits, the very... Zedainis, the, the, the premeditated sins themselves, the energy that went into those sins themselves, they become elevated and transformed into now being merits for this person. That's the third idea where the, the negativity itself becomes a source of merits. Like the, the third point of the transformation of the, of the fast days, that uh, the very tragedy itself becomes a source now of celebration. So we can say, Just like the Rambam says in Hilchus Shuvah, regarding Gola, regarding redemption, the coming of Mashiach, that it's dependent on Yidin doing Shuvah. That's what brings the Gola. The same could be said regarding nullifying and transforming the fasts then when Mashiach comes, in the dry, and in the three aspects, and the three levels of the full transformation of these fasts, this is accomplished through tshuva and through the shleimus of tshuva and the three aspects of tshuva mi'ave, and that uh, brings a transformation of the fasts on the three levels mentioned before. Okay, so this is the explanation there for the three aspects of transforming the fast and the getting rid of nullifying the negativity sadness of the fast, then it becomes a day of joy because that negativity and that source of tragedy is gone. And then the third point where the tragedy itself, the reason for fasting itself, the suffering gets transformed and becomes a source for joy and celebration. So here the Rebbe continues and explains that now we could understand why the Rambam and the Tor bring up this Indian in their Sefer, even though it's a Sefer of Alachis. The mid kemafashtein. With this, we could also understand atmiya klolis in the halacha anal from Rambam. A general question that we could ask on this halacha, the way it's brought in the Rambam, and also the similar question is regarding the fact that this is brought in Tor and Shulchan Aruch. The teichim from Sefer Ayad is beloshna Rambam in Zayin Hakdamit from Sefer Ayad halachas halachas. The Rambam only brings things that are actual halachas, things that are relevant halacha lemaisa. Is tzadok lahavim? If so, the question we have to understand here is: In vas pashteti halacha in them was kolatzayim esayelo asidli botel cholo. What is the halachic aspect of this idea that the Rambam tells us about the nevuah lasid lavai that all the uh, fasts will be bottled then? On in Rambam kemeferenferen. Now regarding the Rambam, 
that he brings this, we can answer and say, as this is the far was in Sifra Yadah Hazake, Brenkar Dinim was an Nigelim Isa Mashiach. The Rambam brings halachas that are relevant for the time of Mashiach. So he's letting you know the halacha that when Mashiach comes, these are days that you will not have to fast anymore. So that's simple. It doesn't explain why these halachas are brought in Tur Aruch, which do not ever quote halachas that are relevant when Mashiach comes. But based on what was explained before regarding the various different levels of transforming the fasts and how the tshuva, that what the tiniest are really about, is also on the same level, the same three things that corresponding to this. So we can understand. The myth is with this it's explained, in what way a person should go into fasting. Fasting is not just simply abstaining from eating and so on. But what a tainus really is? The tshuva from them tainus. The tshuva of the fast day, ukanal as a tainus, fasting is one of the ways of doing tshuva, it should be with a tshuva to such a degree, that it should accomplish biz as the tzayim gufez on the sapachvet on the sas on the simchavachulah. Such an intense level of tshuva to the point that the tshuva me'ava accomplishes that the sins itself become transformed into merits, and so too the tiniest themselves, as a result, become transformed in a to, to become a source of joy and uh, celebration. Okay, so now coming back to the psukim that the Rambam brings and the Tor brings regarding this uh, transformation of the fast loss of psukim. This is the difference in the content of the two psukim quoted regarding this. The Pasuk that the Rambam quotes, and then it says that it's going to be it's going to be days of joy, days of a yomtiv. It's talking about the days. What's going to happen to these days? As the tag, that these days that were once before a days of fasting and sadness, the days will now become days of joy. In addition to the fact that this, the fasts on the days will be nullified, it'll also have an advantage. That if these days that were a day of tragedy are now the tragedies are gone, so this itself is a reason for celebration. But it's all relating to the fact that the days will change. What the days were before and what the days will be now when Mashiach comes. In the Pasuk where it says, Hashem says, I will transform the morning into joy. Speaking about the very morning itself. As the Indian evil, that the, the morning, the source of the sadness that comes from whatever tragedy that causes the morning, that itself will be transformed and become a source of joy and celebration. That's a whole different idea. Not talking about the days, that what they were before and what they become now. But the actual sadness and tragedy itself will be transformed into joy. The difference between these two psukim is because they're speaking about different time periods. That's a psukim which in its simple pshat is talking about the time of the second base of Mikdash. Since in the time of the second Beis HaMikdash, there were still five things that were missing in the Beis HaMikdash. So the full transformation of the fast, that the tragedy and the fast itself should become a source of joy, did not occur yet at that time, and that was still lacking. That Pasuk speaks about in the time when Mashiach comes, was done. Then the full completion of the transformation of the fasts will be will come to be, and therefore the very fasts and tragedies themselves will become a source of joy. It will be fully transformed. So this with this we understand why the Tor brings the pasuk of our fachti avlam the It's referring to the third level of the full transformation of the fasts. The Rambam though. If so, seemingly, is quoting a Pasik, which is not talking about this third level, it's talking about the fact that the, no, the, 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 the sadness, the, the, the tragedy or the fast will be nullified, and it will be a time of celebration, but not this transformation of the tragedy itself. However, the Rabbi here will continue and explain that from the language of the Rambam, 
when he quotes this Pasuk, we can see that he also is using this Pasuk of to explain the full transformation that the Torah speaks about. Based on all this, we can say, coming back to the language of the Rambam, even though the Rambam brings this Pasuk, that speaks about what will happen with the fast days, and it just says, yeah, that it will be times of celebration, so if so, seemingly, the Nam should have brought much more, should have brought the Pasuk of the Tur, where it says that the fast days will be fully transformed. It, it, it expresses a much greater level, where the actual sadness and, and, and fast itself will be a source of celebration. Why doesn't he bring that Pasuk? However, we can say, even by quoting this Pasuk, what the Rambam means with this is, Nit not as the not only as the simple of the shot of the Pasik indicates that it'll be days that will now be days of joy, but that the very fast and sadness itself will be transformed, it'll become a source of celebration. That's what the Rambam means by uh, bringing this Pasik over here. Where do we see this in the Lashon of the Rambam? If the Rambam is quoting this Pasuk, seemingly this Pasuk doesn't say that. Habir, explanation, if you look into the words of the Rambam that the Rebbe already pointed out in the beginning of the Sikha, we can see this. When the Rambam says that these days will be days of Yom Tovim, this is in the words of the Rambam following what he already said earlier here, that all the fast days will be nullified. And then the Rambam adds a new point here. And not only this, but even more so, it will be days of joy, it will be days of Yom Tif. Now, what do we see here from this expression of the Rambam? From the way the Rambam puts this here, it's understood as the Rambam. The fact that when Mashiach comes, it will be days of a Yom Tif. The Rambam is adding a new novel point that he didn't mention before when he said that the fast days will be bottled. As the Rambam emphasizes, not only the first point, but also the second point that it will be days of uh, celebration. So the Rebbe, if so, you cannot say, as the Rambam meant, we can't say that what the Rambam is referring to here is that these days, they were once before, days of a fast, and now, the tragedies and the sadness is over, so there's no reason to fast anymore. And now they become days of Yom Tovim because the very fact that the fasts are gone, that itself is a reason to celebrate. That can't be what the Ramam is referring to. That comes automatically. If it's a time that was a time of sadness, and now Hashem removes that, that in itself is a reason to celebrate. This is just, it's natural this way. When you have a situation that causes pain and suffering is removed, it inspires joy and it awakens by a person to be joyous in this time period when it remembers how Hashem removed this pain and suffering that wasn't this time. So then there's nothing novel in saying that this will be days of a Yom Tif. It's really all one point. And that's actually the way it says it in the Tisefta quoted before. The Tisefta says it all as one point, that the days will become days of Yom Tif. fact that the Ramam divides it into two points, and he says it is an additional point, that these days will become a Yom Tif, we must say, when the Ramam says that this is a new point, that this will be days of a Yom Tif, is Kavanasai as Oich that inyanatsen gufe that nesapach veron lasasen cholo. The Ramam must mean by this that the very fasts themselves, the, the 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 cause and the source of the of the sadness, will itself become now transformed into being a source of joy. And if then brengte the Rai from the pasuk as the etzem inyan from tsem goyme that the very fast itself, that it's the fast that will become into joy. So in other words, the way that Rambam is teaching this Pasik is not in this simple pshat of the Pasik that the days will be days of joy, but in the Lashon of the Pasik where it says, it's the Tzayim which will become transformed into, into, a joy, into joy, into a source of joy. It's not the simple pshat of the Pasik, but from the context of the Rambam, we can see that he's bringing the Pasik for this point as well. A raya of them, a proof that you can touch the Pasik this way, 
as der Passik zeim geimer, jie geimer, lesassen geimer, kann geteilt werden, euch bescheichert zum Inyan atzeim gufe. It could be explained that it's referring to the transformation of the very fast itself into becoming a source of joy. Gefitten in Bach. We find this in the way the Bach puts this. Vizela shayni, and this is the words of the Bach. Parach begemare, oifem Passik kanal. The Gemara asks on this Passik that there's a contradiction here. Kariyulayt sayin. The Pasuk refers to this as fast days and the Karilei Sassen. On the other hand, it refers to it as days of joy. What's really bothering the Gemara? The Bach wants to understand, well, the, the Pasuk is actually saying that the days that were once days of fast will become days of joy. So what's really the question of the Gemara? Pirish, so the Bach says as follows, Haloshin Eine Miyushiv. The language of the Pasuk is not yet fully understood well. The Mashma, because in the Pasuk it seems that Hu Gufei Sassen V'Simcha. That the very time, the very fast itself will become joy. And that's what the question of the Gemara is, that that's impossible. The very fast itself is a time of suffering and, and a, time, a time of mourning. Therefore the Pasuk should have said differently. The Pasuk should have said that the Chaydish, which refers to the time period when the fast is, that that time period, so the fast will be removed and instead it will be a time of joy. That's uh, what the, what's bothering the Gemara. So what do we see over here? Zoktach the Bach. So the Bach is clearly saying, as the word Tzayim Gaimah, the fact that it says in the Pasuk the term Tzayim, the fast will become a joy. And the Pasuk is not referring to the time of the month. that We're talking about the fourth month when there's a time when there was a fast. So what's hinted here in this is, and this is what the Gemara is asking, that we see that it's saying that the very fast day itself will become transformed into joy. So therefore, the Rambam here, when he quotes this, we can see that the Rambam is bringing it for this point as well. Okay, so now we can, we can see here in the Rambam that there are the various different levels of the transformation of the fast days that you can see clearly in the Rambam, the way he divides it into two points. In general, it's two points, even though, as the Rebbe said before, it's really three because the removal of the fasts automatically brings that it should, it's a time of uh, celebration and joy. And then the fact that the very source of the suffering itself becomes transformed into a source of joy and celebration. Here the Rebbe will relate this back to the time of loss of Lavai, that this is actually different time periods when Mashiach comes. It was once explained already at length, regarding the Rambam's opinion of the times, the days when Mashiach comes. That generally speaking, in Yemaisa Mashiach, there'll be two time periods. Here, the Rambam explains this in another Sikha Barichis to address the fact that the Rambam says that when Mashiach comes, there'll be no change in the nature of the world. It's not going to be a time of miracles. When there are many, many proofs from Sukkim and other places that it will be a time of miracles. And therefore we say as follows, that there are two different time periods. Aleph, Titkufe, Funtchilas Yemaisa Mashiach. There is the first time period in the beginning when Mashiach comes. The only thing that distinguishes between the time that we're living in now in Golis and when Mashiach comes is the government, the rulership of government over Yidin, that that will be removed from us. There'll be no decrees and no difficulties dealing with any government coming to persecute Yidin. However, on the other hand, the nature of the world will not change at all. Nothing new will change in the world. Nature of the world will continue as it was before. That's the first time period. Then there'll be a second time period in Yemaisa Mashiach. And that's the time period when Chiesa Mesim will happen. Even the Rambam agrees that then nature of the world will change. And it'll be a new, new novel things will happen in the way things happen in the world. As the Ramam says, these are things that will happen later on, and we don't know exactly how this will develop until it will actually happen. And exactly the order of how this will develop is not things that we have to know exactly in advance, and it's not, it's a, it's not a fundamental thing in, in Yiddishkeit. 
in Sefer Ayat. So therefore the Rambam does not quote and talk about this time period in Sefer Ayat, which is a Sefer of Halachas. But these are the two time periods that the Rambam holds of. Rabbi says, move on. So based on this, it's understood. But the Rambam is mechalek, the halacha, in Seifel, Chastainus, and Tzvei Bavis. So the Rambam divides regarding what will happen with the fast days. When Mashiach comes, he divides it into two separate points. While the Tzvei Ayan Manal, in Bittel Atzemes, Le'yemais HaMashiach, Ve'lanzayin, in Tzvei, Bazundaret Kufis. Because the two things that will happen in the nullification of the fast days, when Mashiach comes, will actually occur in two separate time periods. In the Ashtut Kufa, in the first time period when Mashiach comes, when it's advanced Shalom Bailam, it'll be peace in the world, when Batl Vera and the Tsemis, the fast days will be nullified. Ubiderach Mamela, and as a result, when the Yemet Tsemis Vera Yom and Tevimchul, these days will then become days of celebration. Kanal Sefiu, that's the nature when you remember on these days what was once, the suffering that once was, and now the fact that they're gone, that itself is a reason for celebration. But then the second point, as the tzayim is gufe, v'satzayim atzmaitzar, yogim v'anochuhu, as the Bach writes, that the very fast day itself, which is really the source of mourning and, and suffering and so on, that itself should be transformed and become a source for joy, this is already included in changing the nature of the world. The fact that something which we know as today in the nature of the world is a source for suffering becomes a source for joy. That's supernatural. This is going to be accomplished only in the second time period after Mashiach comes, in the time period of Tchiyas HaMesim. And therefore the Ramam says, This is... The second time period. Okay, so these are the two in Yonah that the Rambam speaks about. And uh, we could learn this out from the way the Torah brings it. The Pasuk Vafachti, even though the Rambam doesn't quote that Pasuk. But nevertheless, we see here that these are the two things that the Rambam speaks about. So now, the Rebbe brings us back to understanding why the Pasuk emphasizes over here, Beis Yehuda. That this transformation into joy will, will happen to Beis Yehuda. The time was the Rambam bring the Dafke the Pasuk Tzayim Goyme Yir LeBeis Yehuda LeSasan Goyme and not the Pasuk Vafachti Goyme. If really the Rambam does mean to hint by bringing this Pasuk that this includes also the transformation of the very tragedy itself, so then why does the Rambam not quote the Pasuk Vafachti that the Torah quotes? And the Rambam Dafke quotes this Pasuk where it says the words Beis Yehuda. Israel does negeya the inyan from Beis Yehuda. Because over here, the Rambam wants to bring the Pasuk where it says Beis Yehuda, this transformation on this level to such a degree is related to Yehuda. The Habir, explanation for this is the main harshness of the, all the decrees and all the persecution that Yidin experienced from Golis is by Beis Yehuda is by the Shevet of Yehuda that went into Golis to a much greater degree. Not by the Aseres HaShvatim, not by the other ten Shvatim, they went into Golis into an earlier time period, and they went to a place on the other side of the Sambatyan, as it says in the Medrash, and they don't have the same kind of suffering. That this, that we went into Golis, but there's the Golis of, of Shevet Yehuda, and there's the Golis of the Aseres HaShvatim, and it's not the same Golis. The real suffering and persecution is only by the Aseris Ashvatim. Sorry, is only by Beis Yehuda, that is, and not by Aseris Ashvatim. Only Baal does the Gaidla Simcha from the Tzayim is Liyam Meisam Mashiach. Nemtech Un is Lefi Erech, the Gaidla Tzar from the Tzayim is Bismana Golos. Now we can understand based on this, since the greatness, the, the, the degree of the joy that there is, that comes from these fasts and when Mashiach comes, where does it come from? It's all based on the level of how much suffering and pain there was in times of uh, suffering in Golos. And when that gets transformed and it becomes a source of joy based on what degree the suffering was, that's the degree of joy that will come out of this. So therefore, in order to express how great the joy will be, in these in these times of fast days, when Mashiach comes, so the Rambam quotes the pasuk where it says Beis Yehuda, that this is the suffering of Yehuda in Golis that will be transformed into joy. As the mit is mudgesh with this, what's emphasized is as by Zay that the sasan the simcha zayin a field in a field that by Beis Yehuda which suffered more in Golis, 
So then when that's transformed into good, so the joy will be to a much greater degree. Since the suffering was much harsher, so therefore the joy will be much greater. However, since then, as the Rambam concludes and says, that there will be a time where there will be love and peace, and all Yidin will be as one. The Achtos, between Yehuda and Yosef, the union, the oneness between Yehuda and Yosef, which includes all Shvatim, all Aseres Shvatim. That Adi Simchi Yisaidu from Beis Yehuda, so this degree of joy of Beis Yehuda, Adurich Nemen, Onarum Nemen, Ali Yidin, this is going to permeate and include all Yidin, Eich, the Aseres Shvatim, Yosef, even the, all the other ten Shvatim which are all included in Yosef. So therefore, the Rambam does not quote it the way it said in the Tesefte, that it will be a joy for all Yidin, including everything as one. Because really, the source of this level of transformation, such a degree of joy, comes after to base Yehuda. That's what the Rambam quotes. However, then the Rambam quotes, that from base Yehuda, this joy will then also envelop an entire Kalal Yisrael. Okay, so now we understand what's the uh, specific emphasis over here regarding base Yehuda. However, the Rebbe over here continues and explains that the Rambam over here brings this Pasuk of Beis Yehuda that this is connected specifically to the Avedah of Yehuda, as we'll see here. Hagam as the Agosha Anal in Beis Yehuda. This emphasis by bringing Beis Yehuda. As the Goydul HaSimche Nemtzer Davke Mitzad Em Koshi The great joy comes from the great suffering. Versus Geven Meru by Beis Yehuda, which is experienced primarily by the Shevet Yehuda that went into a harsher Golis. That when you nullify these um, days of tragedy, these days of fasting, and then automatically it comes into days of joy. Right, so regarding the second point that was said before, before we come to the fact that you transform the very tragedy itself to become a source of joy and celebration, regarding the, the second point said before, that days which were previously days of suffering and tragedy, so if that's removed and now it becomes days of joy, so by base Yehuda, which had more suffering, the joy in these days will be even greater. So the greater the, the suffering was in this time period. Now that it's nullified, the greater the joy that there is on this day. So this is even regarding the first and second point that was explained before regarding the transformation of the fasts. From Dezvege, Ibal, the Rambam brings the Pasek. Midad Gosh, from Beis Yehuda. But the Rambam quotes this Pasek. And he quotes the Pasek specifically with Beis Yehuda. After he brings the Veloyoid, which is the third point. The fact that the very fast days themselves will become a source for joy and, and celebration. If so, we must say, even this point as well, that the Tzayim itself becomes transformed into joy. This is uniquely connected to Beis Yehuda. So it's not only the point before about the tremendous suffering that Beis Yehuda suffers in the harshness of Golos, and therefore Davke, they will experience the joy and celebration when that is gone, and that's removed loss of love. But also this point over here of the transformation of the very suffering itself into joy, that's specifically related to Beis Yehuda. And this the Rebbe will explain according to what it says in my modern Chesidus regarding what the Aveda of Yehuda represents. So the explanation for this, as it's explained in Chesidus, the Rontesheit between Yosef and Yehuda in Darkes Aveda. The difference between the level of Yosef and the level of Yehuda when it comes to serving Hashem. Yosef is in Yonai Talmud. Yosef represents the Aveda of learning Torah. That's what the name Yosef means. Yosef is when a person keeps on adding, which is in learning. When a person learns, you can always add and understand more and greater on a higher level. That's the experience of learning. Which is Gili Lamata. In learning, you're bringing down a revelation of godliness from above to below. Because in learning, the words of the Torah are holy. And you're bringing out the holy words of Hashem into your mind, into the world, applying it. That's a gilly of godliness from above to below. That's what Yosef represents. And Yonisho Yehuda is Maisa. Yehuda is action. The word Yehuda means a person that's Maida. In Chesidus it says it means only not, only not only a person that thanks, but it means also a person that submits himself. And that's what action is. When you do the action without any questions. 
And that is Birur Vizikochamato. So therefore what the Avaida of Yehuda represents is when a person engages in action. He's engaging with the material part of the world to elevate and refine the lowest aspects of the world below. That's what Yehuda represents. So here we see two opposite focuses in Yosef and Yehuda. Both Yosef and Yehuda are here to connect the Eibishter to the world. Yosef is Lamata, and Yehuda is from below to elevate the world below. From the Chaluk in Tzvishin Lamata. One of the differences that there is between these two approaches, whether it's by bringing godly revelation from above to below, or by refining and elevating the world from below, when you introduce into the world a very strong godly revelation, which doesn't recognize the darkness of the world, it, it, it just dispels darkness, it removes darkness, it brings the truth of the Abish into the world, and then there's no room for darkness at all. That's when you reveal the truth of the Abish from above. That's Yosef. However, when you refine the world from below, what you're accomplishing is you're transforming the existence of the world itself, the darkness itself. You're revealing the goodness and the positivity that there is in the world itself, and you're transforming it into light. Transforming the darkness itself into light. So therefore, if it's only the level of Yosef, Yosef brings a tremendous godly revelation into the world, which nullifies the, the tragedy and the suffering and the darkness of the world. But then the deeper accomplishment that comes from Yehuda is, that the very sadness and the, the fast itself you reveal the positivity and the goodness of the Eivisha that's hidden in it, and you, you mezachich, you refine and show that this itself is, is godly. There's a godly intention in this, and you reveal the truth of the Eivisha in the darkness itself. That's why in Rambam, when he speaks about the transformation of the very fast day itself, he's bringing the Pasuk where it emphasizes base Yehuda, because Davke base Yehuda is the one that brings this, bring this kind of uh, transformation. Now, this is connected to the previous point. This is connected to the previous point that Davke Shevit Yehuda is the one that went into a harsher Golos. So the point here is as follows. These two points are connected because as far as the level of Yosef is concerned, what is Yosef? Revealing the truth of the Eibishter from above to below. Is the Aveda Poyal Nar and Azam Mata this revelation from above could only reach a level of a place of an existence, a matta, the world here below, that has some kind of a connection to this revelation. The revelation means that it reveals the truth of the Eibishter. So in a place which recognizes this truth, that's where the air, the revelation is. But on the other hand, when it comes to the level of Yehuda, which is Zichach HaMata, Yehuda has a power to refine and elevate the existence of the world below, which is disconnected, unassociated. It's Chayshech. And the Gili doesn't reach there. No revelation can reach there. Now it's the existence of the Mata, which is void. It's, it's completely empty of any revelation. Tutoif, Oichem Mata Over here, the accomplishment is that it. It reaches a lower level of mata. It reaches into a place which is with the gilu, where revelation does not does not come there. Does not say anything there. Adarav, this is a mata that is just. It's I, I'm here. It's it's separated. So the strength of this darkness, and even when there's a very harsh shibud of galus, will be purified and refined and elevated. And then it becomes transformed from from darkness into light. So we see how these, do, these two points go together. The difference between the Mulmailo Lamata and the Mulmato Lamailo, or the Zichachamato. So the Rebbe is saying there's two differences here. One is Mulmailo Lamata is Mavatl the Chayshech. And the, the Zichach Mulmato is not Mavatl. It refines, it elevates, it reveals the positivity. It's Mahapach, the, the Tachten itself. And then the other point, the degree of what level of Mata does it reach? A gilui mulmaila, by nature, the idea of gilui is that it's here to reveal the truth of the Eibishter. Revelation is in a place where there's revelation, which is a keli for revelation, but not an existence of a matta that's not a keli for that. So it doesn't reach the real tachtan, the real lowest place in the world. 
Whereas the Zichach Hamata, where you're revealing and transforming the darkness itself, that elevates even from the lowest place. And the far, because the Avedef in Yehuda is a Makam HaChoshech, from the Mata B'Yoseh, so because the place of the Avedef of Yehuda is even in the lowest elements of the world, the Grech, the Avedef, and is Barach. So therefore, this is the kind of Avedef that is really bringing the very essence of the Ebesher into the world. Hecher from Bechines Giluyim. Higher than any level of revelation. Any level of revelation means that it has to be, it only reaches to a level that's associated to this level of revelation. It's expressing something. It's expressing something specific, which could only reach a level, a place which is related to that nature of revelation. The essence of the Eivishter is beyond any definition that defines where, where it could be a caliph for it, where not. The essence of the Eivishter is the essence of the truth, the essence of existence. And therefore that is even in the very lowest place, which is removed of revelation, but it's the essence of the Eivishter, which is the essence of everything. That's Atmos, which is revealed even in the lowest place. Similar to what it says in other places, the advantage that there is in the Avedah of Bali Tshuva over Tzadikim, talking before about the transformation of the fast days, which is through the Avedah of Tshuva. So this whole Indian is the whole Mila of the of a Bal Tshuva over a Tzadik. As we because the Bal Tshuva serves the Ebishter as a result of the distance, not because he feels Gilu, not because he feels revelation. On the contrary, it all comes by him feeling disconnected. The Grech Zi in Atzmos. This kind of Aveda, the Bal Tshuva, that is completely disconnected. And nevertheless, he's doing Tshuva. What's triggering this? Where does this come from? It's not from any revelation. It's the essence of the to himself. And therefore, this is even greater than the Aveda of Tzadikim. And this is the Chilok, between the Geule, Vizi is Mitzad Yosef, and Vizi is Mitzad Yehuda. So this explains the difference between redemption on the level when it comes from Yosef, and when it comes from the level of Yehuda, which the Rambam emphasizes when he says, the Geula that comes from base Yehuda. Mitzad Yosef, this is an anayfim fun, yigal chotayv. On the level of Yosef, this is a level of Geula, where the Pasuk describes this, a Geula that is revealing the Ebeshtah's goodness in the world. A Geula versus Fabunden, mit oir vigilu. Goodness means that this is something which is already in a revealed, expressed sense, that you could experience a certain level of goodness. That's the idea of Ur Vigili, when it's, it, it's expressing goodness. Mitzad Yehuda Aber is Vigal Ticha Anoichi. Over here, the Pasuk says that it's I, Hashem Himself, which redeems you. It can't be experienced in any way. It's not a revealed or expressed good. It's the very essence of, of everything. It's the essence of truth. It's the essence of Ebesher himself. The goal is Durach is Barach. This is the goal from the very essence of the Ebesher himself. And that's the goal of Beis Yehuda when the lowest aspect of darkness itself gets transformed. And that happens, Dafke in the Koshi Yashibud in the lowest place of Golas that Dafke Beis Yehuda was placed into where there's the lowest level of darkness. So now, based on this, the Rebbe comes back to the two time periods that we spoke about before in the times of Yemais HaMashiach. Al-Pizeh is noch mehr muvan. With this we can understand even better. The Shaykh is zwischen Tzayim Goyme Yil, Abeis Yehuda L'Sosen Goyme, to the Tzweite Tkufe in Yemais HaMashiach. What's the connection of the emphasis here of Beis Yehuda, that it becomes a time of joy, to, this is specifically in the second time period of Mashiach. In addition to the point that was explained before, the fact that the very fast itself becomes transformed into joy, is an Indian from Bittel Menhagish That this is something which is supernatural and therefore it's related to the second time period of Mashiach. But here we can see that there's an additional point why Dafke, this transformation, which is coming from Beis Yehuda, is in the second time period when Mashiach comes. Because, as follows, In the times of Elam Haba, there, and it's not, Elam Haba is not these two time periods of Yemais HaMashiach. Elam Haba is already a different time period after Yemais HaMashiach. Now, regarding Elam Haba, it's known that there are two levels. Aleph, one is the Suda Slavyasan Vishayrabar, the time period when there'll be a Suda with the Levyasan and the Shayrabar, and Inyam Fun Dugme Fun Achil this is, there's going to be something that could be compared to eating and drinking. That is, I mean, the, the Rambam, this is dependent on the shit of the Rambam and the Ravid, whether this will be physically or it's all, all a muscle, but it's a time period related to eating and drinking. Bays, then, there's what Chazal say, that in Eilam Haba there's no eating, there's no drinking. 
So, so there's a contradiction here. So it's two different time periods. In an earlier time period, there'll be a Suda, that will be the celebration of the Nailam Haba, and then there'll be a time period which will be Ein Bailayachila. So this is explained that what's the difference between these two time periods of Elam Haba? That in von Achille Vishli and Elam Haba meant the time The fact that Chazal described it as a time period of eating and drinking, this refers to just like when a person eats and drinks, you digest the food and it enters Bepnimius. So too, this is a time period when Yidin will grasp and understand the deep secrets of the Torah that will then be revealed. Which is accomplished through the Aved of Teirah Mitzvahs today, and they'll be revealed in this time period in Eilam Haba. And the Tzveta Aliyah, then comes the second time period where the very essence of the Abishtha is revealed beyond any level of revelation where a person can grasp and see the secrets and the depth of Teirah. And therefore, this is not something that can come down and can be digested and can be understood, similar to eating and drinking. This is accomplished not through the Aveda of Teirah Mitzvahs, which is in general the Aveda of Tzadikim, but there's a deeper Aveda that brings this revelation, as mentioned before, the Aveda of Tshuvah. Or more generally, not only Tshuvah, but Bechlal, all the Aveda of the self-sacrifice that Eden have throughout the times of Golis because of the persecution that Eden experienced and Eden have so much mysterious nefesh in the time of Golos, the depth of that Aveda will be revealed in the times, in the second time period of Olam Haba, which is bringing the very essence of David in the world. This is what it says regarding Olam Haba. So, now based on this we can say, as al similar, is the chiluk, tzvishin ditzvei tkufas tanal Mashiach. Is also the difference when it comes to the two time periods mentioned before in the, when Mashiach comes, the time period where the world will just be continuing in its uh, nature and Yidin will just enjoy peace without any persecution, and then the time period when there will be miracles. The Aristotle in the first time period that Yidin will be free to learn and to, to dwell on Hashem and, and, and to delve, that is, into Hashem's Torah. Similar to the time period when there's eating and drinking, is an Indian fungiluyim. This is the time period when the Aveda of Taito Mitzvahs will reveal, will bring the godly revelation into the world. That's the first time period. However, when it comes to the second time period, then the time of Tchis HaMesim, and when the nature of the world will completely be nullified, similar to the time period in Eilam Abba, where there's no eating and drinking at all, is This is the time period related and caused by the Aveda of Tshuva Mesiris Nefesh, which brings the very essence of the Abishan in the world. On the far is the Sassim Vesimcha from Beis Yehuda. So therefore the joy that comes from Beis Yehuda, Shayach to the Tzveit Kufa from Yemaisa Mashiach. This gives us a deeper understanding of why this is related to the second time period of Yemaisa Mashiach. Well, the Aveda from Yehuda, because specifically based Yehuda, that experienced the lowest level of Golos, and they reached the lowest Tachta, the lowest Mata. And therefore this also brings out the Aveda of Mesiris Nefesh, which is connected to the very essence of the Eibishter. This is what's going to be revealed in the second time period, when uh, then the very Titus itself gets transformed. And therefore the Rambam is quoting here this Pasuk of Beis Yehuda in relation to this second point, the transformation of the tiniest in the second time period of Yemais HaMashiach. So this concludes the explanation of the Rambam, the two parts of the transformation of the tiniest, Lost of Lavai. Now the Rebbe comes back to Asada Betevis. Api, Kolanal, Tetmanoich Vashtein, the Shaykhis, from Kolanal to Asada Betevis. We understand now the connection specifically that there is, even more from, from the fast Bechlal to Asada Betevis. Vegan Asada Betevis state in Avudraham. Avudraham says about this fast as opposed to others, that Asada Betevis, even if it would fall out on a Shabbos, this fast it could be pushed, it could loy hayechal. That is, it cannot be pushed off to another day. Because it says in Yecheskel regarding the fast of Asar Betevis, this expression of beetzem ayemazeh, kemay beyemakipurim, just like Yom Kippur. Yom Kippur falls out on Shabbos, you fast on Shabbos. So therefore, if Asar Betevis would fall out on Shabbos, you would have to fast on Shabbos. 
Now the calendar is uh, is set up in such a way that it does not fall out on Shabbos, but if it would fall out on Shabbos, you would have to fast. So we could say that the reason for this is as follows. The Tainus von Asad of Betavis is Mitzadem, Vazdamol, Tatzachon Goyim, Dem Motzer, Evirishalayim. The fast day of Asad of Betavis is because this is the day when the siege was paid, placed on the city of Yerushalayim. Vazdos, Otzachon Goyim, on Sof Sof Defeat, to the Shpetadig This is what began and then led eventually to the later occurrences in Shavasa Betamos, when Nifkair, on the 17th of Tamos, when the wall of the city was breached. On Tisha B'av, Chochorben Beis Hamikdash, and then the ninth of Av when the Beis Hamikdash was destroyed. Gimel B'Tishrei, which is Arigas Gedalia. Gimel B'Tishrei, when Gedalia was killed, and that caused a further dispersion of all Yidden out of Eretz Yisrael. On Vibal, as that is the Mok from Al Etzadus since this is the source of all the suffering that followed, Hot Eden Zicha Chumre of the Yander Etzemis. So therefore, it has a greater stringency more than all other fasts that if it would fall out on Shabbos, you would have to fast on this day. So now, based on what we learned before regarding the harshness of Golos, and over here, Asad Betavis is the harshest of all the fasts, we can understand also as far as the transformation is concerned, that an Asad Betavis, the transformation will be on a different level. Yibalt as the same from Asad Betavis, is the Makkah from the Allah Dalat So since this fast, the Asad Betavis is the source for all following fasts, is Fashtandik, so it's understood as the Tshuva was, the, was that same Ruftarais. So the level of tshuva that this fast should inspire is It should be with a much greater intensity than the tshuva on any of the other fast days. And therefore, this is the ultimate tshuva that draws the essence of the Eibush into the world more than all other fasts. As explained before, regarding the harshness of suffering in Golas that's related specifically to Beis Yehuda, so too it's this fast day, the source of all suffering and the harshest of all fasts, that brings out the deepest tshuva and brings out the deepest transformation then. Thus is the Teichin Pnimi in the Minyan Vos, This is the deeper understanding of what the Avud Raham says, that even if it would fall out on Shabbos, you would fast even on Shabbos itself. Is a Shabbos. Because really, in this fast, we have a deeper connection to the Eibishter, to the very essence of the Eibishter, that's even higher than Shabbos. Similar to the level of the, that there is in the fast of Yom Kippur. The fact that we fast on Yom Kippur is similar to the time period when Mashiach comes, when we will not have to eat at all. And therefore it's even greater than the joy and the eating and the drinking that there is on Shabbos. So this Asad which is the source and the harshest fast and the suffering of Yidin, this is really the source of the greatest joy that's really in it, Pipnimiyas, that will be revealed when Mashiach comes. From them time, it's because through the Aveda of Tshuva that one expresses in the fasting on this day, the Lankman and Atzmusi is Barach, he reached the very essence of the Eivisha himself, which will ultimately be revealed in the time period of Eilam Abba, in the latest and the highest time period of Eilam Abba, when there'll be no eating and drinking, it'll be just a revelation of the very essence of the Eibishter himself.